0: Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 118 and today I'm speaking with Gray McKenzie from Zenpilot. Now, I discovered Zenpilot just looking around the internet uh, for people that help agencies and I stumbled on Zenpilot.com and saw that it says operations experts for marketing agencies. Now, in uh, English, as far as I am concerned, that means creating Processes And I love processes. I hope you love processes uh, because, I mean, it's one of the best ways to just in like get your time back, right? And I hate it when people are overworked. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Gray from Zen Pilot. Gray, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, James. I'm excited to be here and looking forward to the conversation.
0: Man, I freaking love what you do. Um, I, I can... <sighs> Uh, If it's not obvious to everyone already listening to this, I love automation and productivity and process because, you know, I don't like work, basically. (laughs) It's it's not true. It's not like I don't want to do any work. I just want to be very efficient and like do things that I should be doing as a, you know, when we had an agency and now as a SaaS business or whatever. Um, So yeah, look, I really, really appreciate what you do. So can you start with a little bit of an introduction about, you know, Zen pilot and and how you got into this space.
1: Yeah. So I'm wired the same way as you are. Like I I love to, um, I I hate doing the, I hate solving the same thing twice. If there's a way that I see to automate it or make it more efficient, which I know is right up your alley. (laughs) And, and, uh, you've obviously built courses around kind of that same, the same concept. So probably similar background. Like we started a agency knowing very, very little about business. Um went through all the typical obstacles that you face growing an agency. Like, okay, well, I guess we have to come up with something to sell. Then we have to sell it. And then we have to figure out how to deliver it. Then we have to figure out how to sell at scale and then deliver at scale. And as we crossed each one of those obstacles, um, one of the most challenging ones was figuring out the delivery at scale piece. And that's where like, the importance of systems and processes that everyone talks about and are major buzzwords uh, <laughs> finally, finally hit home. So the real high level version of our story is we built a project management platform, a SaaS like what you're working on, separate um, uh, problem that we were solving. But <clears throat> same thing for agencies. It was called Do Inbound, and it was a super process oriented project management tool. Uh, sold it to a little over 500 agency uh, customers, or grew it to 500 agency customers around the world. Um, actually, had a large contingent in.
0: That's pretty May. impressive, by the way. Like. You know, I think we're getting to around 500 now with content snare, you know, and that's a, it's yeah. taken a while to get there. Agencies are a, um, elusive bunch sometimes They're, they for sure. Yeah, for
1: sure. And we were kind of, uh, hyper-focused on the inbound agency space at first. And then, uh, as the, as the tool went on a bunch of other digital agencies, it kind of expanded. And, uh, what we found was agencies who had strong processes did great with the platform and agencies who didn't really, really struggled and uh which wasn't great for our retention rate funny that on the the software side (laughs) yeah so um we kind of we just kept getting pulled in and asked like hey can you help us build the process for this what's what's the right process for this how should we like put together our systems and processes and so we resisted for a while we're like nope we're building a SaaS. SaaS is cool this is what we want to do (laughs) and this is going to be the best way to solve the problem and ultimately it wasn't we finally said yes and we used that consulting revenue to pour back into the product um, invested about a million dollars into the product Whoa. and then figured out, uh, hey, this consulting side is generating way more revenue we're spending 90% of our time trying to build this SaaS to solve these problems. And the consistent agency success stories are all when we're involved on the process development side. So we made a really tough decision end of 2017, beginning of 2018. Went through like a really challenging time, myself and my partner, Andrew, trying to figure out, all right, the like... <laughs> the agency dream is go build a SaaS for yourself. And now we're talking about going back into consulting. And we had some productized training pieces as well, but um, made the decision that that was the, ultimately the best way for our specific skill set. Mm.
0: I, so- I actually love hearing stories like that, to be honest. You know, where because it, it does seem to a lot of people something like a, a product, like a SaaS thing, is, you know, the holy grail. But it often isn't, you know. Like growing a SaaS product is... Freaking hard, like really freaking hard. Uh, you know, when when every you're you're grinding to get one more client. Uh, you know, everyone knows how hard it is to get a new client. Um, but in the SaaS space, a client's worth I don't know. Depends what your lifetime value is. Thirty bucks a month. You know, that's whereas one client in agency space could be like ten grand. Boom. <laughs> so it's right, right. it's a very big uh, difference, and it's it's a hard slog to make the same revenue. You know, obviously profit and all that sort of stuff yeah. different. But I actually really like hearing stories of people ha- finding success the other way, especially because there are a lot of agency owners listening to this that might be thinking you know, grass is greener sort of thing. And it isn't always.
1: Yeah. I think if the – I mean, I'm not going to be more altruistic than we are. It's not like, hey, we decided because this was the absolute – uh, because this was a better service to clients, like if we could have solved the problem effectively with a SaaS, with with purely SaaS, it would have been a purely SaaS play. Hmm. Uh, we just couldn't solve it that way, and then we were like, "Well, are we a SaaS or are we a training company?" We're sh- really struggling to do both, um, so wound up going all in on ClickUp as the as the project management tool to replace what we were building, and then augmented that by helping agencies basically get click up click up is our trojan horse like we do a ton of click up implementation projects for agencies right now the tool is what get, gets everyone as it gets all the attention and all the eyeballs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that's what gets us into a deal and then we get to work with an agency to streamline the way that they service their customers and build out the processes that power that and that's nice. what ultimately gives them you know it's like 80 20 the systems and processes are 80 80 percent the ClickUp piece is the best tool for the job for most agencies, um, but but that's really that's the piece that gets the eyeballs. But yeah, that's not that's not oh, the, I, that's not the key.
0: I can confirm on that one. Like part of me wants to keep going on creating ClickUp content on YouTube uh, just yeah. because like of my ClickUp. My video about switching from Trello to ClickUp is just, like, my most popular video by far. I'm like, oh, okay, that was just, like, a random video I made. (laughs) So, now I need to, yeah, think about that. But, um, yeah, ClickUp is all the rage right now, for sure. Like, I I don't think I've seen... They're almost like the Apple of project management. Like, people just get so invested in... It's wild. Yeah, like, I I don't know... I, I just find it really funny when people get so invested in a brand that they become like that level of advocate for them it's like it's like if you insult the product you're insulting them kind of thing like, yeah, you know right. it's like, that's what apple's that. like yeah it's crazy i just like i don't know how brands generate that like it's amazing i think dubsado has yeah. got it a little bit as well okay yep. like, i'm using like trying to navigate dubzado for some clients at the moment because they were already on it and whew, i really just struggle with it have yeah. you played
1: with rome research at all uh no, but I with the hype but, <laughs> I almost yeah. want to. That that's what I was gonna say is I feel like Rome's kind of got the same thing right now as well. Um, but yeah, it is it is a powerful thing for sure when people get that level of buy-in. And that was, I mean, for us a huge bet to take in yeah. early twenty eighteen when ClickUp had been they weren't even a year into uh, yeah being being live yet. But it's certainly been a, been a great business decision for us. I mean, we've been able to ride that wave. Yeah, it's a good wave to be on. Yeah. So
0: so let's talk about the actual processes. Like you were talking before that when you had your SaaS product, you used to get requests for processes. Do you remember what the biggest requests were, like processes that people wanted help with?
1: Yeah. Uh, biggest thing consistently is the client relationship touch points. And to be fair, I think that that's a combination of it is an area a ton of agencies struggle with because it's really hard to take – the level of personal attention and care and the things that come naturally to an agency owner and say, okay, I hired my first account manager. I just hope that they happen to treat clients the same way that I treated them. Hmm. And it just, it really happens. Um, but that piece is also the piece that's common. So whether you're a Facebook agency or a SEO agency or an inbound agency or a web agency, like everyone has to do with clients regardless. That's a one commonality. So that's probably the reason or part of the reason, um, that it was so common, but yeah, client onboarding. How do we do client reporting? How do we upsell clients, cross sell clients, retain clients? Those types nice. of things were a constant pain point and cause of a ton of uh, agency churn or cl- agency client churn.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So. Then, like, where do we start with that? Like, because I'm guessing if those are the biggest questions your agency's had, then people listening to this are about the same. I know, like, client sure. onboarding is for sure a big one. I mean, that's essentially where Content Snare sits in the process. Yeah. Um, so, like, where an agency listening to this that's got questions around this, like, where should they start?
1: Um, I guess <clears throat> there's, there's, like, a philosophical place to start. Which is, like, you've got two different types of agencies. There's the agencies, or I, I feel like there's this continuum. There's the agencies who do 100% custom work, different every time, and they should be charging a premium for what they do. They go mm-hmm. in, and it's a strategic engagement to solve a, you know some type of problem that's really challenging to solve. And then there's, like, the productized agency on the other side of the continuum, which is exact same services every single time. And the price tag that goes along with it is less expensive because you're paying for deliverables. You're not paying for a custom solution for, for your problem. And I think a ton of agencies get caught in the messy middle there where they're offering custom, non repeatable services, but at a commoditized price. Ah,
0: <laughs> Yes, definitely.
1: And so I think the first thing you need to look at is... Like what, what's our decision? How are we, who are we serving? Who's the audience? What's the common pain that they have? What's the desired outcome that they have? And then we take those and we take, we just draw a line between the current painful state and the desired future state. And like, what's the fastest way that we could possibly solve this that becomes your client journey. And then you figure out how you break that down. And to me, figuring out, we're going to take this type of company or this type of person on this specific journey. And here's the way we're going to break down each phase of that. Some of those pieces we're going to do most of those pieces. Maybe we're going to do in-house. Some of those pieces we're going to use partners or augment it with tech or whatever else we need to do to get there. But to me, that's like from a, that that's not the answer that anybody wants to hear. Cause that's like, I want the granular tactical stuff,
0: but well, yes I, and no. Cause I mean, uh, it, it is like people do want the yeah, granular is, is important, but like, we've spoken process on this podcast before and I remember the thing they... The first process they were saying to create and it was say Gabriel um, and she was saying that, you know, they, they start from the top and just create like... Almost the same thing you were saying there with like the high level progression. These are the steps to go right. from the the pain state to the, the happy state, whatever <laughs> whatever it's called. Right, right. Uh, so I say is that where you think people should start at that high level, really big Yeah,
1: uh, I don't see how you build it. So we basically take everyone... We say, who's the audience? What's the solution that you provide? To, like, What's the pain that you solve? And then how do you solve that problem? And then we break that up. And sometimes we break it up into different stages of the engagement. Just because you're taking someone um, on a journey doesn't mean that they buy all the phases of that journey all at one time. So for a lot of agencies, it's like, hey, we should probably sell a discovery project on the front end where we're, we're just doing the strategy. And then once we agree on the solution, We'll sell them on the next phase in the process and the next phase. Uh, for some agencies, it's a simple enough um, solution set that they can sell it all in, all in one chunk. Mm-hmm. But that's the first piece to figure out. And then inside each one of those phases of your client journey, um, what are the main checkpoints that you hit? What are the milestones along the way? And we take those milestones and break them down at, okay, how do we achieve each one of these milestones? And just kind of keep breaking it down, like, one, one bite at a time. And we just started the beginning of that journey. All right, so the first thing you're going to do is client onboarding. What happens in client onboarding? Like We've got a standard, whatever, Google Drive folder mm. that we set up for every client. Like, automate cloning that and sharing that with the correct people. Like, we have an intake form. We send to every client. We set up contents there, and we get, you know, like,
0: whatever, whatever. Yeah, there it is. With. I was waiting for that. Thank you. That's,
1: that's, <laughs> whatever those pieces are, like. This should, be, yeah. this should be standardized and really easy to tackle. For sure. Um, so, I mean, that's the way we think about doing it. We do put agencies through like, a process prioritization um, exercise and basically say, hey, the, the processes that are causing the most pain right now, that are happening the most frequently and have the most complexity, I mean, let's look at fixing and simplifying those ones first.
0: Yeah. That and how do you start? How do you work those out? Is that just a gut feel thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, we use a really, really simple matrix. Um, we basically have them rank each of those. We get every single process that they deliver at the agency right now, put them all into one big table, rank each one of those three categories. It spits out a rough score. We sort it. and <laughs> say, okay, like, it, does anything surprise you here? Is this out of order? Is this out of order? All right, here's the order we're going to build things. In then. And then from there, just kind of a sign out who internally is taking the first stab at getting the bullet points of this and then who do we get for the specifics on each one of these processes.
0: Yeah. So, so what were the three categories you rate them on?
1: Uh, we look at, um, basically the pain, how many times does this go wrong or how, how crucial right. is it when this yep. goes wrong right now? Uh, the frequency. So how often does stuff happen? We just go on a one to five to one yep. to five scale. It doesn't matter. One's not necessarily daily or yeah. one's not necessarily quarterly. Like five isn't necessarily daily. It's depending on the agency, but the most frequent yep. things are a five. Um, and then the complexity, how complex is this process that you mm-hmm. have right now? And so the highest scores, you know, if it's super complex happens all the time and it's super painful. Um, Interesting.
0: We, yeah. Okay. So, so you actually tackle complex ones first. I was kind of thinking like if it's painful, go for the simple ones. Yeah. If it's painful and, and happens all the time and it's simple, get rid of that one quickly. But
1: I mean, so uh, I think that's a, a great observation. We've got a separate bucket to look at those. Um, the complex ones it's pretty rare to find something that's a complex problem at the first stab that an agency does at this exercise and have them um, have a good reason for why it's as complex as it is so typically that's a conversation point it's not necessarily the first one to get built so but usually that's a that's one that I guess this is a kind of a confusing step in the process. Um, that we'll look at and break down into more detail Hmm. and find out that there's specific pieces or ways that it could be simplified. Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think that's confusing that like um, it's again, it's just another level of uh, stepping down yet again. You know, we started with those big blocks at the top and broke them into smaller blocks. And if any of those
1: blocks are too bloody big, have a look and see if you can break those ones down into the smaller ones. Right. For sure. Yeah. So that, that to me is the starting point is just, Hey, when you say systems and processes, it's so (laughs) overwhelming. I get, Talk to so many agency owners who are like, "Hey, we need help with our systems and processes." Like, okay, great. Where are you starting? They're like nowhere. We've been talking about doing this for six months, but it's just mm-hmm. we don't even know where to start. And it's such an overwhelming thing that just giving people, "Hey, what I need you to do this week is build out the outline for these three things." Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the simplicity and giving it to team members, making it easy enough for team members to help build that process. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the biggest key. Like most things uh, that
0: are overwhelming, funny, that's prioritization happens to be the thing (laughs) that gets you through it. Like, I think it's that classic, like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You don't go, let's fix our systems. And that's like the way you stop. Of course, you'll stop there because it's too damn hard. But if you go, okay, we need to fix our systems. Here's our list of systems. Here's the priority order of them based on how frequently they occur, how painful they are and how complex they are. Let's start at the top, you know? So, so then, like, we've, we've picked the, uh, the process. Where, how do you get that done? Like, you mentioned team members there. You just hand it off to a team member and say, can you list out the steps in this?
1: Yeah, basically, we'll take the people who are actually executing it right now uh, and we'll have them list out, like, I, I don't know, uh, writing a blog post, like show notes for the podcast episode or whatever. Um, like, normal blog posts, working with a content agency. Someone is obviously going to write it, you get got the copywriter, then you've got an editor who's going to proof it. It uh, may have to go through a PM or an AM to get client approval on it, and then it's got to get scheduled, and social it has got to get scheduled, you know, it's got to get scheduled, whatever. Each of those are individual tasks that have to happen as part of the deliverable, which is that that blog post. Um, So we will give it to the people who are the specialists right now. Who's your best copywriter? Like, let's have them write out what goes into making a successful blog post and just kind of here's the checkpoints that we need to hit along the way. Here's what that that checklist Hmm. looks like. If you have someone who's great, that's probably a great place to start. If you have someone who's not great, probably compare that to (laughs) what else you can find online or look for ways to – what I find super frequently is once this gets built and then obviously reviewed, uh, we find a ton of teams who find a lot of optimizations – As they realize how silly, once you are forced to write something down, you're like, oh man, I've been doing this thing for Mm -hmm. how many months and it's kind of silly that I never added this one thing in once we stop to think about it.
0: Yeah, I find the same thing, you know, and I get to the point a lot where I realize that I'm just too lazy to update processes even though I know that I need to fix something. So, yeah, there needs to be a process. There basically needs to be a process for it creating processes and updating processes, you know? Like, do you find that? Do, yeah. do you start with
1: like a the first one as the SOP to create SOPs or something? <laughs> it's so funny you say that because my thinking has changed so much on this. Right. Like two years ago, I would have said hey, before we launch in ClickUp or go live, and we're big believers in, like, all these processes need to live right where the work gets done. So if you're using ClickUp as your PM, like, the process needs to be embedded there and not live in a separate Google Doc somewhere.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that, too. Yeah, totally agree.
1: But I would have said, hey, let's take all of Content Snare, let's get all the processes documented, and we're not going to launch until we've got our templates perfect. <clears throat> and now I'm, like, 100% in the opposite direction. Like, let's get the base stuff ready to go so that when we migrate like we've got usable templates to work off of I push super hard for agency teams to take a 60 minute block a week which depending on the agency is aggressive so mm-hmm. uh, but at least get 30 and say one week is going to be process development so we keep a running list of all the processes that need to either get built or improved and as people find stuff that is messed up or they don't agree with they just take notes on that mm-hmm. one person internally is responsible for kind of curating that and making sure that assignments happen. Is that like,
0: sorry, can I just stop there? Like, uh, what do you mark this down in like its own space and click up or something like all those? Yeah. As as you were saying that, I'm like, Oh my God, that's the answer. I just need to create like a, a A uh, processes thing that, so every time I come up with an idea, I just whack it in there
1: rather than, yeah, we have a list in our uh, – or a folder in our – well, a list, actually, in our operations space for process development. And that's where all this stuff lives and gets prioritized. Oh, and so we take one week. It's, like, improving the process. And it's just 30 minutes or an, or an hour. Mm-hmm. If I can get an hour, I'll take an hour every time. But <laughs> 30 minutes, like, get as far as you can. If you don't get it done, go back to it next week. If you get it done and get on to a second one, that's great. Whatever. And then the second week, kind of alternating cycles, is, like, training training the team. Um, either something new internally or a way to share. We take something that someone finished, and they're going to, and it's applicable across the agency, and they'll share it. Or if it's teams, sometimes share it just within specific teams. So it's not just like, hey, we built the process, we updated this, but it's also like some training and some professional development um, in that sense. Mm. So now I'm I'm much more on like, hey, we could get it all perfect today, and then a year from now a lot of these processes will be the same, but there's an awful lot that should be updated. Like it's, it's much more important to build that habit and Mm. get teams in that habit of like, Hey, we can, um, you know, treating your IP like an asset. Um, yeah. Which, which is rarely done. It's popular to talk about and really hard to do in practice. Yeah. So
0: how do these processes look in, in ClickUp? Uh, is it, you know, we got Loom videos embedded in there, like we're using subtasks, checklists, that kind of thing.
1: Right. So break every, we take every basically deliverable. I realize the terminology in ClickUp gets a little challenging to work with. Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's
0: a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, Blog Vault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there, like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to WPRemote.com slash highway. Now let's get back to the
1: show. So I like this... Idea of basically a uh, you know folder in ClickUp is a client. Uh, you've got lists by a different service line, but then your tasks are essentially the deliverables by each service line. So ah. um, if it's content, you know, like the blog posts, or the if it's emails, the email list has the different emails that need to go out as the tasks. We use subtasks for each one of those, individually on what I would normally call tasks, but it feels weird because you can click up there. There is a separate task that like, <laughs> we, we'll, so we'll use subtasks for each one of those, you know, write yeah. the email, proof the email, whatever. And then this, the checklist and the detail, the Loom video, that's all gonna live at the subtask level then. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we'll use the description field for the Loom video. Hey, here's a walkthrough of me doing it so you can see it in practice. And then here's the checklist, here's the bullet points that you need to hit if you're sending this out. Nice. So,
0: yeah, that's pretty similar to how we're doing it. I guess the thing I haven't really worked out yet is um, like modifying those those things, like keeping them updated. You kind of last time I did it anyway, you had to suck it, suck the template in as a task and then edit and then save back over the top of the template.
1: It's huge huge area for improvement. Is the template interface like we keep a live uh, folder called template library, process library, ah, in yeah. every agency's. Um, which is totally not the right. Way. Like, there should be a way to go view all my templates, quickly update it, and push it back. But you're right. Instead, you have to go instantiate the actual task or whatever, Look, make your update. Back. <laughs> Part of me's happy that ClickUp do
0: that because that's my excuse that we have the exact same process in Content Snare. So someone yeah. has a, like a website template, they have to currently create a request from it, update the request, and save, save it back, back as a template. Yep. And like, because we did that early days, um, just you know, to try and get the product done faster right. um right. and the fact that that's to, everyone goes nuts for ClickUp, up and that's how quick up works i'm like look right. yeah we're not the only ones <laughs> so right. when, when they when they fix that i guess we'll have to do it as well it's on our list right. but it's just like it's one of those things is like it takes dev time away from something that's potentially more important yeah. but yeah i totally do the same thing we store all our templates in one spot and i whack a tag on them called template as well just yep. in case i want to search right. by that
1: exclude it. yeah at the everything level
0: yeah, yeah, cool. That's uh, it's good to know. I, know. I obviously we're getting fairly technical here on how to ClickUp works, but you know this this is pretty similar. I've used other project management systems like Teamwork, and the same kind of thing applied. You know, you'd have you could have tasks, subtasks uh, within that. Um, you know, I guess to me the whole. Having a checklist as well is a mistake that ClickUp made. I don't really like that. I'd rather just have it raw subtasks and just have subtasks on within subtasks and display them like a checklist. I don't know. It To me, is like an a overcomplication. Um, but, you know, I, I can have a few to Yeah, I think once they on
1: that. have, that'll probably get, I, I don't know whether we'll switch or not once they release because uh, infinitely nestable subtasks is mm. coming. And I don't know whether we'll switch over or keep it with checklists. I'll be interested in yeah. that
0: one. Comes out. Yeah. So, but obviously, yeah. So, what I'm talking about, the requirement is nestable, nestable subtasks. Right, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, which which is how we did it in teamwork, I believe. So, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're getting really, really technical there. Right, so, yeah, but but that's okay. You know, and I, I think it's cool to get into this stuff because we've started from the top there, you know, looking at the big blocks, the, the taking a client from one, one point to another and then breaking those down into, you know, working out which ones to focus on first and how to actually break those into a list of steps, you know, and, and I don't think there's anything rocket science there, you know, creating, just literally walking through the process and creating videos where required and, and writing everything down in one place. And like you said, having the checklist or the process where you're using it. So in this case, click up, which is massive. Um, you know, cause that's something I've always wrestled with is, you know, do we have a Google doc as well as this other process, which is just a checklist. And then they've got to switch between two places. Like why not have it all in one spot? As long as you have then have a process for staying on top of that and, and making sure when you want to make a change, this is how it's done. Um, you know, it's all saved in the same spot. And then, you know, once you overwrite that template, that's, done like every time someone creates a task with that template all the updates are there ready to go right it's it's a much better idea yeah I love it yeah for sure so I mean what's uh, here's a question I guess how do you actually have the team use them like do you ever get pushback on on this try and implement this in in team how do you get the buy-in I guess to create the processes and to actually use them
1: I mean, the best way to get the buy-in is to charge people a lot of money. Um, <laughs> that's what. So when we go in and we implement this as a service for agencies, um, obviously they're pay, you know they're paying a lot of money to have us come in and lead and de-risk mm-hmm. the project for them. And so that, in and of itself, creates a lot of buy-in from right, yeah. the agency leadership, and then pressure on the team to do it.
0: Yeah. So they then pressure the team, do they? Like
1: right. <clears throat> but uh, I mean, the flip side is. Like none of these, all these agency owners who are hiring us to come in and do it for them, or if they're buying our productized version for, but especially if they're, if they're hiring us on a services basis to implement it for them and we're actually doing the consulting and, and setting it up, they're doing that because they want to know that it's done right and they've got a million other things to do in their agency and they're not trying to take a huge chunk of time to do it. So we really do need to sell to the rest of the team a clear vision of what this is going to look like when it's completed. And the benefits that it's gonna have on their day to day life. Um, so you just talking about some of the past success stories that we've seen with the agencies, there are huge increases in efficiency. Um got a really cool testimonial from an agency out of New York City who um, picked up like basically a three hundred percent increase in efficiency on their um, just because of a lot of inefficiencies built into it's a high growth agency, and there were um, a lot of things that were just kind of done along the way because that was the way things were done. Wow! Um, and then other other folks who said like, "Hey, I can sleep at night now because like everything was so chaotic. Now it's all in one place, and I don't have to wake up trying to remember whether I did this thing or didn't do this thing." Oh, I, build- I don't know how anyone works people. on memory. It's, yeah, I don't, I-, I don't either. But that's not the way you and I are wired. But that's the way. So, that's the way so many agencies. Uh, yeah, mean, like it's so many are people. On. Yeah. I,
0: I had a good friend stay with me at our place last night. He's not from um, in my city, so we just gave him somewhere to crash for the night. And um, he—he's a project manager for like a really big, well, a, a company that has really big clients. And I was like, "What do you use for task management?" He's like, "Like Post-it notes and my brain. Uh, like I just yeah. remember stuff." I was like, "What the hell?" You know, like if right. like sometimes. My wife knows this, if she doesn't put something in the calendar, like we've got something on that I'm supposed to go to and she doesn't put it in the calendar, I'm like, sorry, that's why I'm not there. Like, I know you told me, but this is not the rules because I do not remember things. Like, that's (laughs) not how this works. My brain is like, I freaking sieve with these kind of things. I need the systems. I need that. So, yeah, like I and I know the stress of um trying to remember things like that of course it's so, right. yeah, if you've got it all in one place I can see the benefit um, you mentioned there, that agency they got a 300% uptick how do they measure that were they tra- time tracking
1: so we try and look at uh, they actually were time tracking to some degree before but it was mostly a, so we looked at profitability ah. basically time tracking as a proxy for profitability mm-hmm. uh, as a piece of it in, on the back end on ClickUp so like I, I want to I make sure everyone's ClickUp is set up in a way that we're able to quickly go in and look at profitability by client, profitability by service line, and profitability by team member. Right. Um, so, really, I'd probably it sounds way better if the testimonial is simply profitability rather than efficiency, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically what the efficiency is a.
0: Well, for most agencies, they're pretty
1: right tied. intertwined. Yeah, yeah, it's a services-based business, so when you're selling yeah. time and people's effort, um, that's what they're tied into. Mm. But yeah, and that's um, that type of a line I mean, the, the biggest things I think that we see are obviously some initial gains from an efficiency perspective. Actually, some initial uh, downtick as people are learning the system. Usually the first two or three weeks in the up people are like, hey, this is more work than I had before because I'm trying to keep the system. And it's like one of those things with processes where it's an investment. So you are putting in more time and energy on the front end until those habits are in place and then it becomes adopted by a team. That's the way that we work and and then it cleans stuff up because then there's a clear context trail for everything and um, reduces mm. a lot of the, the interface. But then a, a clear uptick in efficiency, in client delivery and retention, team member retention mm. uh, by getting rid of the, some of the chaos. And then obviously profitability and, and business decisions moving forward when you've got clear line of sight into what the metrics look like from a client delivery perspective.
0: Why do you think it helps with client retention?
1: Consistency. I don't think there, I mean, it's just, like, I hear that. uh, I don't know what percentage I'd be guessing if I told you a percentage of how many agencies, but well over half of the agencies that we work with. One of the big complaints is it really depends who, and this is mostly agencies who are scaling where they've got multiple team members in the same role. Like, depending on what team you're working with, you'll get a totally different experience. If you get our A copywriter Mm and A pod, like, as a client, you've got a great experience, and if you mm-hmm. get a B <clears> one, <throat> it's a totally different experience. And so they want to standardize what does team A do, so that all the rest of the teams do things the same way. Um, so that consistency, like without consistency of uh, the process, it's really hard to have create consistent um, outcomes on the tail end. So yeah. I think that's 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 the biggest reason, and then obviously just client communication. Like clients really don't like when stuff gets dropped or doesn't get followed up on correctly
0: so which is really easy if you're not tracking everything yeah
1: right right it happens all the time i mean i've got to assume nine out of ten agencies listening like oh yeah we just like everyone's thinking of an example within <laughs> last week probably like some ball that got dropped for some client somewhere that created a, a fire.
0: yeah absolutely that's and that's why i really love the idea of the i've spoken about this so many times it's not my idea but the whole um emailing every client once a week on a friday with uh, what we did yeah. this week what we did what we're doing last week uh, next week and what we're waiting on from you and i mean if you've got your system set up you can extract those three data points very quickly
1: super easy yeah yeah i found giving clients homework is a great way to make them happy like they want, <laughs> they want to know the process is going not, not every client but like most clients if you uh, just keep them updated I'm like, hey, here's what we're waiting on from you. Here's what we need from you. Do you have this for me yet? Like, they they love that type of engagement. They they hired you because they know that they need someone to push to to make things happen. There's that's going straight
0: in our uh, sales pitch for content snare. Thank you. Right. Uh, you don't even you have should, to do it. Content exactly. snare will
1: push it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Stealing that. Oh yeah. I've always kind of you know we we learn things about content snare all the time, and I just. Um, I see the feedback where people, people's clients actually love the reminders. And I was like, oh, right. I didn't think that would be a thing. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm really confused. I thought it would annoy everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love learning new things like this. Um, you know, and I guess we've noticed a huge, um, it's like a rate change, a very distinct rate change in our, our growth since we um, made the client interface a lot easier in November. Like the Mm. the feedback went from, oh, our clients don't really know how to use it to, well, they don't want to use it or they're not using it to, oh, our clients love using it. Like it's Mm. it's changed overnight and you can see like, it's a rate change, step change, not step change, like a, it's a step change in the gradient of the graph. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's going on quite flat and then it just kicks up as soon as this new UI came Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. So making things easy for your clients, I've realized is really, really important. Yeah. Anyway. Slightly off topic.
1: No, I, 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 I totally agree.
0: So I think there's a lot for agencies to go away with here, like a, how to attack um, creating their new processes. Um, one thing I'd like to finish on, do you think there is any way to fast track this or shortcut process creation?
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, the easy button is basically working with us or working with someone like us, not to be... Overly salesy, but we've basically taken. So we've got a, a pre-built ClickUp install as part oh, of a up for Agencies program. What's super cool is we've worked with over the last seven plus years. We've worked with a little over sixteen hundred agencies so far, Damn. and like have had a ton of visibility into the, like all the inner workings of the agencies. And so what, agency pro- like what agencies have what processes dialed in and work right and what are the commonalities between those? So we've taken what we've learned and basically built out a process library of all the common processes that agencies need. And that's been the easiest way to remove friction in getting those processes built initially is hey, if we can give people a great V1 that they then go and customize for how their specific processes work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one solution is like work with us, work with someone like us. I don't know anyone else who's doing that on ClickUp specifically for agencies. No, I, I can right totally agree. Built.
0: You're talking about like the having that template already like the V1 thing. Like, right. yeah, I've learned how important that is with Content Snare as well. You know, like if people are looking at a blank screen, like it doesn't even matter like how good it is. You know, it's just like here is for our accountants. It's like they might need to collect a list of um, ID documents or something and just having that there ready to go so they can go, oh, proof of ID, even though it's going to differ, depend on what kind of business they are, what country they're in. It's yep. And they'll probably have to do, redo the whole damn thing based for some right. countries. It doesn't matter. They can at least see it and understand how it works quickly. Like that value of having that V1 is massive.
1: Getting your team excited about it is like a night and day experience when you give somebody a blank portal versus when you give them, hey, here's a full portal of like this is exactly what it will look like when mm-hmm. you're done. It's just your processes will be the processes instead of yeah, you know, like, you'll have these customized. Um, so in terms of fast tracking it Mm. I think that's like that's certainly the easiest way to go around but obviously it requires investing some money that's not floating around for free out there there's a lot of free um, stuff that we put out around ClickUp for agencies but Mm. um, but you have to pay for it (laughs) outside of that I think it's getting your whole team aligned on like hey here's where we're going to move forward in this direction let's do a blitz and let's get the bulk of our like let's just get our top 10 processes documented and in here um and get the structure right from the beginning. Um, there's a lot that goes into that in ClickUp, but super powerful once you have it in place mm. um, and then kind of start from there.
0: Nice.
1: Awesome. Well, um,
0: where can people go to actually like, talk to you guys about working with you? Do you have any resources they can sign up for?
1: Yeah. Um, zenpilot.com is obviously the site. There's two things that would probably be super helpful. We're not yet, number one, this post just went live. Obviously, as we're recording this, um, just went live a couple of days ago. But basically, click up for agencies if you Google that or click up for agencies, then pilot guide should mm. certainly show it up. It's like a 4,000 word blog post on how we set up. Product. Yeah,
0: nice. I'll link that up in the show notes too, which will be at agencyhighway.com/slash/118. Um, yeah, I'm looking at that post now. It's, it's a monster. I love it.
1: It's it's a long one. There's more to come there. So yeah, if people go there, yeah. if they chat in, chat into us, um, we'll set up a demo, show them the the up for agencies kind of portal, how they ought to be setting it up, assess their situation if it makes sense. Yeah, nice. We'll get them in the program.
0: Yeah, and I was just I just looked right down the bottom of that where you've got recommended articles, and I saw uh, Brent Weaver. Uh, with his background like i was literally looking at that exact face about an hour ago right where you are on my screen because i just interviewed brant as well (laughs) i was just like sort of did a double take because obviously the background everything's the same i was like what (laughs) that's great awesome Well, Gray, um, guys, yeah, actually go and uh, make sure you check out zenpilot.com. I think what uh, Gray and the team are doing is awesome and needed by so many agencies. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. Remember agencyhighway.com slash 118 for the resources we've spoken about uh, here. Gray, thank you so much for this, man. It's such an important topic.
1: Thanks, James. Super fun.
0: Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trials. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.